In today's episode, we get an update on animal to human organ transplantation. Scientists are harnessing the power of stars for sustainable energy on Earth, and there's finally good news for coral reefs. But first, it was this day in 1961 that the US launched a four year old male chimpanzee called Ham into suborbital test flight before risking the lives of human beings to infinity and beyond Ham. Almost a month since its blast off from French Guiana, NASA's newest space telescope has traveled 1.5 kilometers to reach its final destination. From its observation post, the Webb telescope will train its huge light collecting mirrors to the farthest distance in the universe using infrared light. This will allow it to essentially see through the vast clouds of dust and gas that would otherwise block the view. If it all goes to plan, Webb will look back at over 13.5 billion years of history, right to the origins of the very first galaxies formed after the Big Bang. NASA astrophysicist Amber Strawn explains just how exciting that is. That prospect of finding things that completely surprise us, that sort of change the way we understand the universe, that is what I'm most excited about with this telescope. We expect the first science images from JWST to come back in about five months. So be getting excited, getting ready for those to come back uh, later on this summer. And we can expect really spectacularly beautiful images to come back from this awesome new telescope. Webb's mission of discovery could last as long as 20 years and will hopefully answers some of the universe's greatest questions. Just one week after a man with a heart failure was given a genetically modified pig heart comes news of another medical milestone. In another giant step towards solving organ donor shortages, doctors transplanted pig kidneys into a human body. The patient was 57-year-old Jim Parsons, who was critically injured in a motorcycle accident. With Jim's body on a ventilator, researchers from the University of Alabama at Birmingham essentially removed his kidneys and replaced them with ones from a gene-edited pig, the first time this has ever been done. The transplant itself, um, we sewed in both kidneys. That took about four hours, about two hours for each kidney. And then the remainder of the procedure was following him post-transplant. That was Dr. Jamie Locke, the lead transplant surgeon. The new pig kidneys were viable for 77 hours before doctors ended the study, which was then peer-reviewed. Its success is potentially paving the way for these kinds of transplants in living humans that could save lives. The NHS estimates there to be around 7,000 people on the UK transplant waiting list, and last year over 470 people died while waiting for a transplant. There is nothing worse than having to see a patient in clinic, knowing that I have a cure for their disease and knowing that there's not enough to go around and that they might die before I can give them that cure. Our organ shortage is truly a crisis. And so the concept of being able to quite literally have an organ available when someone needs it is the type of radical solution that we've needed for a long time in transplantation. That being said, this approach is not without its critics, with some animal rights advocates concerned with the use of pigs for organ donation. I mean, we have been trying to overcome the organ shortage for 
more than 30 years with human organs and we're just not able to do it. And I think alternative sources like xenotransplantation are really necessary. So many scientists who have dedicated their lives to this field to get us where we are today. And I am so very hopeful for our patients. So to come on the Smart 7 Sunday, the future of nuclear energy, and we talk to a researcher about what chimpanzees can tell us about ourselves. Of all the primates, chimpanzees are genetically closest to us humans, so much so that we share about 98.6% of our DNA. But our similarities don't just stop there. We also both play, have complex emotions and intelligence, and a very similar physical makeup. You may be wondering, with so many similarities, what distinguishes us then? Apart from being significantly less hairy and more upright, human cumulative culture, the passing on and sharing of skills and behaviours, has long been held as a differentiator. However, a new study by the University of Zurich suggests the primates may have a culture more similar to that of humans than previously thought. One of the things that that we know about human cultures that is very complex and we accumulate behaviors uh, over generations. So behaviors build upon each other. And at some point they become too complex for one individual just to invent them on their own. And then that is kind of contrasted to chimpanzee culture. At least that's uh, one group of researchers point of view. They do have cultures where they do learn behaviors from each other and they transmit this also across generations. But the cultures are much more simple and each chimpanzee should still be able to invent all the cultural behaviours on their own. Catalina Copes is a professor in the Department of Anthropology. She travelled to the Nimba Mountains of Guinea in Western Africa to conduct the experiment to test these existing ideas about chimp culture. A group of chimpanzees were given the same tools that other nearby chimp communities used to crack nuts. And then in order not to disturb them, we filmed this with motion-triggered cameras. So we were not there. We just left the things in the forest, put the cameras up and just um, waited and to see what happened. The group seemed interested in the tools at first, but didn't use them to open the nuts as the other communities did. And after a few months, they lost interest altogether. However, a separate group of chimpanzees living less than four miles away did use the tools to crack nuts. So this suggests that also in chimpanzees, they really need to learn this behavior from a conspecific. So they need what we call a model to learn from. It's not the case that... um, you know, just having the materials that every uh, chimpanzee immediately starts cracking nuts. So this suggests that actually their way of learning their cultures is a bit more similar to how we learn our cultural behaviors than, than previously thought. It doesn't mean that chimpanzee culture is the same as humans. I mean, chimpanzees are not putting, uh, you know, little chimps on the moon, but still it means that we might not be completely unique in having that basic capacity. And it's interesting, of course, to also to look at how we are different, but it's equally interesting to look at how we are similar to other species and especially our closest living relatives. Professor Cope's work not only uncovers the complexity of chimpanzees, but it also crucially highlights the deep-rooted connection we have with our primate cousins. The findings were published in Nature Human Behaviour Journal and dedicated to Cassie Henry Doré, one of the guides who helped with the fieldwork in the Nimba mountain range. This kind of work is absolutely impossible without a really hardworking team of local collaborators. So we have an amazing team of Guinean researchers that we work with. And I really want to give credit where credit's due. I could never have done this study without uh, all the help from our team.
On Wednesday, U.S. government scientists announced that they've taken an important step in the long trek toward making nuclear fusion, the very process that powers stars, a viable energy source for humankind. I think this is a very exciting time. People have been working on, on fusion for many decades, and, and this is literally decades in, in the making. That's Alex Zilstra, an experimental physicist from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory speaking with Reuters. Alex says that the researchers have hit a huge milestone called a burning plasma, which marked a stride towards self-sustaining fusion energy. We uh, are publishing findings that for the first time we've been able to create what we call a burning plasma in the laboratory. Burning plasma is related to fusion energy research and it's a, a system in which the fuel is mostly heating itself. In the past, We've always had to provide external heating to the fuel to get it hot, but now the fusion is actually doing most of the work for us. Using the world's largest laser, the researchers coaxed fusion fuel for the first time to heat itself beyond the heat they zapped into, although they didn't produce a huge amount of energy, only about the equivalent of a handful of 9-volt batteries. The experiments represent a big step in a decades-long quest to harness fusion energy. From there, the next step is actually we want to try to get to the point where the fuel is heating itself so fast that it can overcome mechanisms that reduce the temperature of the fuel. That would be what we would call ignition. Beyond there, uh, we still need to show that we can produce more energy from fusion than we take to actually start the experiment. Unlike burning fossil fuels or the fission process of existing nuclear power plants, fusion offers the prospect of abundant energy without pollution. There's many milestones that are being reported in the last few years. It, it's uh, quite an exciting time for, for fusion. And I think it's also important to note that this, uh, you know, this particular milestone that we're reporting now is, is exciting because it's the first time that we're able to study how the fusion fuel behaves under these sorts of conditions. And that's key for building our understanding to, to guide the path forward. Still to come on the Smart 7 Sunday, the new eco-friendly burial and researchers discover new pristine coral reefs right after this. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
You're listening to the Sunday 7. Follow us for your weekday news espresso, or even try our island edition. It's in all the usual places. In December of 2021, Archbishop Desmond Tutu sadly died at age 90, and in accordance with his wishes, the South African anti-apartheid hero chose to be acclimated. What's acclimation, I hear you ask? Well, it's an eco-friendly cremation which uses water instead of flames to process the remains. It's a process where the body is placed in a pressurized metal cylinder filled with a mixture of 95% water and 5% alkaline, and then heated to around 150 degrees Celsius for 6 to 8 hours. This process is called alkaline hydrolysis. It dissolves everything apart from the bones which are dried and processed into a powder to be returned to the family. The water then goes back to a normal wastewater treatment facility to be processed. This process is reportedly similar to how a body decomposes underground and is considered to be a more eco-friendly end-of-life option. Howard Pickard is the MD of Resumation, a company that specializes in aquamation and says the process created zero emissions. The main benefits of water cremation is that there are very little emissions to the environment. We all are aware of the uh, CO2 emissions, the toxic emissions that are prevalent in many areas of our society and what is really good about this process is this alternative to flame cremation is that there are no CO2 emissions from the process. Um, flame cremation in the UK has been seen as a general uh, alternative to burial for many years now but uh, in that time people's concern for the environment and uh, the emissions to the environment have grown. So it's quite clear that if they wish to express uh, their wish in their, their death as well as in their life uh, on concern for the environment, then there is need for a more environmentally responsible method. Water cremation is currently available in the US. There are about six states where there are equipment operating and then a further uh, 14 states making up to 20 states where they have passed legislation to make it available uh, should the, uh, the industry wish that. In the UK we are working very closely with the industry, the Federation of Burial and Cremation Authorities and so we in, find it very important to us that we work with the sector, with the profession to ensure that it's done responsibly and correctly for the uh, public. Between deforestation, biodiversity loss and declining ecosystems, sometimes it feels like there's nothing but bad news in the battle against the climate crisis. But this week, scientists in the South Pacific gave us cause for optimism. The marine science community is absolutely buzzing with excitement after the discovery of a rare stretch of coral reef in Tahiti. When you go there, you just discover an amazing reef that is made of giant coral shape. And so it's like, it's just wonderful. And what is very interesting is that the, the reef, like this part of the reef seems to, to go forever. Some of the coral could be like two meters of diameter. So this means that this colony are old, like almost 20 years. The health of the coral are just amazing. There is no sign of disease, there is no mortality. So this means that they have not been impacted by like human stressor, by bleaching or pollution. 
That was the voice of marine researcher Latita Hedouin, who had the privilege of diving and discovering this reef. Unlike most of the world's coral reefs, which are found in relatively shallow waters, this one is deeper, between 35 and 70 meters, giving researchers hope that more discoveries could be on the horizon. You say right now that this reef is like just impressive, just unique, and, and I think it's, it's true, but it's also true at this time. We know so few about like this deep part of Coral Wave. We don't have very few knowledge, like it's just one spot and on the Coral Reef potentially you can discover like hundreds of sites like that. We just need to pursue that exploration in the deeper part of the reef. Exploring at such depths poses a challenge for researchers. The deeper a diver goes underwater, the shorter the amount of time can be spent at each depth. Equipped with special tanks, marine experts completed 200 hours of diving to study the reef, including taking photographs, measurements and samples. Mark Eakin is an oceanographer and he too is cautiously optimistic about future reef finds. We'll be seeing more of these discoveries as the technology um, is applied to of these locations, but they are unusual. So, you know, even though we'll find more of these, I doubt this will become a common thing. Whilst progress is being made, the ocean still has lots of hidden secrets. A diamond weighing a staggering 555.55 carats is going up for auction at Sotheby's and living up to its name, the Enigma. It's an impressive-looking opaque black-cut diamond, and it seems that the strange stone could have come from outer space. Also known as a carbon and diamond, gems of this structure have only been found in Brazil and the Central African Republic, and scientists have long theorized about their origins. Our Celestian is a curator of mineral sciences at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles. He spoke to Reuters. We think that uh, most carbonados are about 2.6 to 3.2 billion years old. Uh, that dates back, uh, the Earth is only 4.65 billion years old, so this, this is dating back close to, uh, close to major uh, Earth events that are taking place back then, like plate tectonics and, and oxygenation of the Earth's atmosphere. We think that they could have formed super deep within the Earth's interior, far deeper than what we know of already diamonds. There's hypotheses that suggest that they formed at impact sites when a large asteroid hit Earth, causing carbon on the surface of the Earth to grow into these carbonados. And there's also uh, interstellar hypotheses that suggest that they grew in space and then later found uh, uh, fell on the surface of Earth. So we don't know actually where they come from. Sotheby's say it's the largest faceted fancy black diamond known to ever appear at auction. And if you're on the market for some new jewels, they estimate it could fetch up to $7 million. Bidding closes on the 9th of February. This has been the Sunday 7. However you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. with a regular Smart 7 Ireland edition. Have a great rest of the weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.